0: Welcome to the Wednesday, August 11th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We got you covered with a variety of action, ranging from summer league basketball to golf and everything in between. So settle in, and we're going to get you set in the next 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings. America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Folgium, I'm Joe Fortenball. Before we get to the golf, buddy, it's a holiday. Matt Harvey pitching for the Orioles today. Just out of curiosity, what would you think about doing here? They're taking on Detroit. Detroit opened as a small dog and is now a small favorite, despite the fact that Baltimore is 5-2 and two in Harvey's last seven starts, with him giving up just two earned runs over his last four starts. You're back in the dark night. I'm tempted to do it because not only is Harvey
1: pitching well, the starter for the Tigers is lefty uh, Tarek Skubal. And, you know, I've found kind of a little nugget about the uh, Orioles being shockingly competent against left-handed pitching. So, given those trends, Harvey going well, and the O's, they've been able to knock around some lefties.
0: I would maybe mind back in the dark night, a little small little nugget on him. A little surprised to see them move from favorites to dogs. I'm wondering why the action is against Harvey, but ultimately it is Baltimore. The mindset is probably they should never be favored in any situation. Let's talk a little golf to kick this thing off. Uh, The Wyndham Championship is this weekend from Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. We only have 14 of the top 50 in the world playing in this event. So I know you've gone through the card. You've broken it down. What are you thinking about here? Like uh, some
1: smaller names, Ryan Armour, top 20 at f- uh, 4 to 1 plus 400. He's third in the field in driving accuracy, which is going to be important on this course. Uh, you got to make a lot of birdies. The winning score will be close to 20 under or-, or better. He's also 122nd in the FedEx Cup standings. And if you know how the FedEx Cup standings work, the top 125 in those standings qualify to get into the FedEx uh, tournament at the end of the season where the winner can take on, what, $10, $15 million. So there's some motivation there for Armour to do well and maintain his spot inside the top uh, 125. He has four straight top 25 finishes at this event, so I like him to go top 20 at 4-1. to one. And then Charles Schwartzel, the South African, made 10 of his last 11 cuts. He's gained five strokes on approach in each of his last two starts. And he did miss the cut here last year, but the two years prior was T-14 and T-3. So he's in good form right now. Has some good history here beyond last year's miscount, but we'll chop that up as an outlier. I can get him in a top 20 at plus 180 as well. So those are two of my favorite bets. I'm sure you're probably going to bring up Webb Simpson, though, who has literally named his daughter, Wyndham, after this event as a uh, good bet.
0: (laughs) Everywhere you look, he's the favorite. Everywhere you look, everyone's betting on him. They love him. This is his course. I got nothing. I got nothing on him. I got nothing against him. It's so popular. We know how that goes. I, I think back to the two Masters ago, when DeShambeau was just such a heavy favorite, and he ended up bombing out. So I'm going to make two plays. One is to win. Sungjae M is 30-1 to 1 in this event, has played here twice, finished ninth and sixth, all right, with a scoring average of 66, so knows the course well, tied for eighth at the Rocket Mortgage in early July. Now, he has been really busy. He's been playing like every week. He was at the Olympics two weeks ago, and then he came back, and he finished 46 last week. I think the jet lag is gone at 30 to one for someone who's played so well on this course. Only twice has never played this course and been awful. I'm going to take that shot. I'm also going to look at a four round matchup play. Give me Brant Snedeker minus minus one ten over Tommy Fleetwood. Snedeker won here in 2018 when in the opening round, he bogeyed the first hole and then shot 59 for the round. He loves this place. Six career top tens in this event. And he's also in half decent form, two top 20s in July. Fleetwood has had a terrible year. It was supposed to be a breakout season. He struggled for the majority of the year. He's, and this is to your point, um, he's currently in a situation where he's trying to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. He needs a top three this week in order to get there. I think that's a lot of pressure, especially for a guy who finished 59th in this event last year. So, Sung J M to win it at 30 to one, and then Brant Snedeker minus 110 over Tommy Fleetwood. In a four-round matchup play, let's turn to the diamond. What are you betting in baseball today?
1: Uh, There's a lot of big, big favorites. Uh, Since we don't have great matchups, you know, you have San Francisco against a team like Arizona. You have um, the Toronto Blue Jays against a team like the LA Angels. Um, The Brewers with Corbin Burns against the stripped-down Cubs and Jake Arrieta. I like most, I think, a a first-five play on those uh, Toronto Blue Jays, maybe even play their team total. Over in the first five, because Dylan Bundy is a starter for the Angels. We know he's just uh, not a very good starter at this point. Gives up a lot of fly balls. Gives up a lot of home runs. And that's very dangerous against a team like the Toronto Blue Jays, who are patient at the dish. We'll put men on base via walk. And then, of course, they have so many guys who can leave the yard and turn those walks into crooked numbers. So, especially with the massive pitching advantage they have there. um, their youngster, Manoa, going against Dylan Bundy. I definitely like the Blue Jays in the first five. I'll sprinkle some on their team total for the entire game uh, because they'll likely get to the bullpen very early and sprinkle some on their team total uh, over in the first five innings as well. Just thinking they're going to get
0: to someone like Bundy. Underdog play for me. This is an earlier game. It's at 410 p.m. Eastern. It's the Marlins plus 143 at the Padres. I'm going to play the spot. The Padres won the first two games in this series. This is game three. It's a getaway game. So ultimately, I'm wondering, A, is Miami going to try to salvage it? I believe so. And B, how much is San Diego going to bring to the table, especially when you look at the way the lines moved? San Diego was a minus 180 favorite. They're now down to minus 153. So the money's coming in on the Marlins. Uh, The Padres are going to send the lefty Ryan Weathers to the mound. He's been shelled in each of his last two outings where his command has been way off. Seven strikeouts and seven walks. He's been erratic, and he's been all over the place, and the Padres know it. They've lost six of his last seven starts. Now, on the flip side, Miami's going to start the righty, Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara got destroyed his last time out. In Colorado, he gave up 10 earned runs, and I think it was just three and two-thirds innings pitched. Maybe he hung around for five, but he got lit up in that game. So I think as a result, some people will look at that And they'll isolate that game, and maybe they'll put too much weight on it. But remember, he had given up just nine earned runs in the five starts previous to that. He had been pitching pretty well. He gets lit up. I like the bounce-back spot for Alcantara. And I like the fact that the Marlins are going to try to salvage the series against a Padres team that may be mailing it in after they've won two of three. So it's going to be the Miami Marlins plus 143 at San Diego. We gave out some dogs on yesterday's pod, which ended up hitting. So let's see if we can keep the streak going. Uh, Finally, summer league here in Las Vegas. Uh, I know you've probably been pouring over the statistical data over the last couple days. So what are you going to try to do here? Fully immersed in
1: pace metrics and usage rates and rebounding rates
0: for all of these uh,
1: men that are in Vegas for the summer league. No, my handicapping is going to come down to this. It may sound rudimentary, but I'm going to try and find teams that are underdogs and have Young players who I know are going to play, i.e., guys last year uh, who didn't play, get in the rotation, who are coming to summer league to play, or rookies this year that had teams that had a lot of first-round picks. So let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We know all Sam Presti has done. His draft anything but youngsters. He needs to figure out how he wants to build that core around Shea Gilgis Alexander. So, OKC is a two point dog against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I will take OKC uh, and the two points in my pocket. And the same with the Golden State Warriors. They're three point dogs against the Toronto Raptors. And we know Jonathan Kaminga has looked good so far, Moses Moody. Uh, who they drafted out of uh, Arkansas, they want these guys to contribute right away. And so they're getting all the run, and these should be a few of the better players that are here in Vegas. So a couple of dogs, Warriors, three points against the Raptors, and OKC, two points against the Pelicans, just thinking that they're going to have better young players uh, that have actual NBA futures on the floor.
0: Okay, I like that. I got an angle for you, too. Uh, My game is at 5 p.m. Eastern, so 2 Pacific it's Miami laying one and a half over Memphis. All right, I'm going with one sole angle here and one angle only. Miami was one of four teams that played in the Sacramento Summer League, right? It was the, It's called the California Classic. It was Miami, Golden State, Sacramento, and the Lakers. They played a semifinal and then a final, that was it. Everyone played two games. And that just happened last week. Miami won both of their games. They beat the Warriors 94-87, They beat the Lakers 80 to 78. And they did so despite shooting only 47% from the field and 33% from deep. They were absolutely atrocious. But back to the angle. Those teams, and Miami specifically, who I'm focusing on, has two games under its belt, all right? They've had an opportunity to work together, to build a little bit of chemistry, uh, to work with the coaching, to set up some plays. I think that experience is going to be invaluable coming down to Vegas and taking on a Memphis team that doesn't have a single game under its belt right now. That's the angle I'm playing. We see a lot of people looking at maybe the Steelers and the Cowboys because they have that one preseason game under their belt. That's what I'm playing here. Those four teams, Miami, the Warriors, who you like, Sacramento, and the Lakers, all played two games last week, and now they're coming down to Vegas with at least a little experience. And I think that's going to be the difference. So I'll take the Heat minus one and a half over the Grizzlies. And look at that. Before you know it, it's a wrap. That's it for today. Ten minutes of the bets you needed, as promised. And you get the opportunity, subscribe, rate, review. You know the shtick by now. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Best of luck tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning.